Well, good morning and welcome. We're glad that you're joining us this morning here at Grace Life Church in Jimmis. It's thrilled to have you part of our Sunday morning service. I'm telling you, we're thrilled to be here and uh, just to see the beautiful smiling faces here. I mean, I'm just telling you, God is so good. So good. The Apostle Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He, he did that twice for the reason that I, we do it twice because I said it and then you didn't say anything. So he said, again, I say to you, <laughs> rejoice. He said in the book of Philippians, he said, be anxious for nothing. Well, that's a big statement, isn't it? Other translations says, take no thought of anything. But casting all your care upon him, for he, he careth for you. Take no anxious thought, for he, he our Father, he, he careth for you. There's not a thing in, in your life going on that he's not well aware of it. And knew about it actually before you was born. There's nothing you're going to tell God and he's going he's to take notes. And say, well, really, I didn't know that. So the Lord's already provided and planned for our life. Mark 4, we call it the pair of the sower. And it talks about when a man sows seed, he puts it into the ground and he sleeps night and day. And he said the seed knows what to do. God created the seed, he created the ground, and the seed knows what to do, and the ground knows what to do. He said, but the farmer sows the seed and he's given a parable of how the kingdom of God operates. He said, this is the way it operates. And he said, if you don't understand this, he said, you'll never understand. If you don't understand the parable, you'll never have understanding of how the kingdom of God operates. It operates on seed basis. As if a man would sow a seed into the ground, a farmer would sow his seed, he'd plant it, and then he'd walk away. He'd go home that night, he'd sleep, and he'd rise day and night, night and day, sleep and rise, and then the seed would grow up and multiply and would become greater than the seed. The harvest is always greater. It's the multiplication of the seed, right? But a lot of times, instead of bringing the seed, we bring the need. And, and so we know from the parable of the sower that the seed is the word of God, and we know from the parable that the, the, the ground is your heart. And so the Lord never said, he said, he, he, well, he said, bring, bring your seed and plant your seed into the ground. He never told you to plant your need into the ground, but your seed. Amen. Because in Christ, he has supplied all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. True? I said true? Amen. So say that with me. My God. My God. A little lad to say, no, no, my, my God. He has, past tense, already supplied all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So you're already funded and you're already supplied. Now, so when we come to him, we, we come with our, our seed bag. And those seed bags, I'll call it the promises of God. And we put the, 
whatever it is that you have need of in your life, whether it be <clears throat> you know, physical or financial or a family need, whatever it might be, you take the promise of the word and then you put it into the, into the ground. You put it into your heart. You speak forth. You speak forth the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But faith not released is faith not planted. How do you plant the word of God? How do you plant it? You plant it by saying it. See, I can, I can teach you about faith, or you can hear someone teach about faith, but that's not necessarily producing faith in you. Faith is when you hear the Word of God and you proclaim it and you say, even in the light of my situation, I, I choose to plant the Word of God. I choose to believe and plant the Word of God, and I, and I do it on purpose, and I speak it forth. The principle is this in Romans 4, that God taught Abraham, who had promised a child, who could not have a child because of past age, to call things that be not as though they were. You're sick in your body, but you want health. What do you call for? You call for health. Why would you call for sick? You already got that going on. I can't pay my bills. Why, why would you call that? Now, 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 faith is not denial. We're not denying these things. But what we're doing is we're calling for that which be not in the, in the sense that you can see things because they do already exist because he's already supplied all your need in Jesus. Amen. So we're calling on that which has already been provided through Jesus Christ. It's in, it, it's, it's in the spirit. Amen. It's in the realm of the spirit. Amen. But don't make that hard because, see, you're a spirit. So spirit seed doesn't have a hard time finding spirit people. Amen. So when you call for things that be not, angels are listening. Amen. The ministry of angels, which Hebrews said they are ministering spirits who are actively, actively involved in your life. Amen. That's, that's, that's what they're called to do. It says they minister to the heirs of salvation, which is you. But your angels have to have something to work with. When you're saying, I can't pay my bills, well, what, what are your angels going to do with that? Because there's nothing that you said lined up with the Word of God. They have nothing to go on. So you're, some people's angels are just sitting around with their head down. I mean, maybe they're depressed. I don't know. I hope angels don't have to take depression medicine because who, who they've been assigned to. Don't take that literally. I'm just, you know. But when you, when you begin to agree with God and agree with His Word, then your angels have listening ears. Because this is the uh, one, Psalms 103 says your angels are those are those beings who they he said they excel in strength and might way, way beyond a human. He said, but what they do is their bidding is to hear. And then they're activated by you being voice activated. You say, well, I already know the promises. <clears throat> well, that's that's part of it. That's part of it because faith is in the heart, but it must come out of the mouth. So faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But faith must be released through the medium of spoken words. Hmm? It, it has to be released. So faith comes by hearing, but it must be released through words. Faith put in the heart, but not released, puts you in the same position as someone who this doesn't belong to. As an unbeliever. Now the principle of faith works the same for all people. Jesus said 
If you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast in the sea, and, and do not doubt in your heart, but shall believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, you will have what you say. That works for everybody. Amen. Believer and non-believer. People are having it all the time. All the time. Christians become fatigued. They say, well, I spoke the word three times and nothing's happened. Well, you went to school three days and you didn't get a, a, a diploma for 12 years. <laughs> you took math in kindergarten, in the first grade, in the second grade, in the third grade, and you go through the 12th, and there's math beyond the 12th grade, right? <laughs> so you haven't exhausted all, all the mathematics in the world, nor the science, nor the history, or anything. And I know you haven't exhausted the knowledge of God. Huh? I mean, don't, don't give God a test run. <laughs> Amen. He's tested and he's tried. He's faithful. So I want to share this with you. Then, I, then we have a testimony. And Christian's going to come up and give a testimony for us. And then we're going to uh, go another direction. <clears throat> so I was, I, I, I was pondering some of these things. And um, I was thinking about something personally. And it had to do with physical pain or chronic pain. And if you could put chronic pain or pain or whatever the situation is on a one to, t one, one to 10 scale, maybe it's two, maybe it's seven, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 14 out of 10, I don't know. But he said, when you speak the word to it, he said, Eric, when you speak the word to it, he said, even though your body may feel or experience pain, he said, you have no idea when you speak the word, the pain that you're afflicting upon the pain. He said, in other words, you may feel pain physically in your body. He said, but when you, when you believe the word and you speak it, he says, you are attacking the pain. And he says, he said, I, uh, you have no idea how much pain you are bringing to pain. He said, just like when you, when you spray Roundup on a hot summer day and it hasn't rained, well, the grass and the weeds look wet from the spray, Right. But you wasn't watering them to promote growth. You were watering them to kill them. <laughs> That's what you were doing. So when you speak the word of God concerning that, the word knows, it says, it says, where are we going? Going to the root. Matthew 15, Jesus said, everything that's in you that I didn't plant, he said, I'm going to uproot if you if if allow me to. Everything that's not of me that I didn't plant needs to be uprooted. Amen. So it's, it's important that as we hear the word, that we act upon it. Not, not just be a churchgoer. Thank God for that. Not just be a note taker. Thank God for that. But I mean, actively hear the word and then say, well, I, I read it in the word. I saw it today. I can't honestly say this is what I'm doing, but it's in the Word. I can't challenge that. I can't debate it. So you have a choice to make right then. A am I going to do this or not do it? Amen. James said, don't, you can be here, but don't be. He said, I, I would suggest don't be one who's deceived. Now, he didn't say your pastor was deceiving you. He said the one who's deceived is the one who hears, listens, hears, but says, nah, I just can't do that. I just can't do that. I wish I could preach this morning with what I want to preach. He, he said, not this Sunday. And I said, can I please? Just, can, I, can, can I get out of the gate just a little bit? He says, he says no, not really. I says, just a little bit. 
And I said, and I can give the headline maybe next time I get here. He said, he said the season has changed in the body. And I said, what season is it? He said, it's still under re restoration. He said, but you are in the season of accelerated restoration. And he says, and if you want to call it the season of suddenlies. He said, you remember how fast Jericho came down when I told him to shout? I said, yes, sir. He said, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he said, in other words, you've been standing and believing God for a year, two, three years, and all of a sudden, just like that, suddenly everything changes. Suddenly. It, it, it wasn't in church. It wasn't why he was trying to make a deal with God. It wasn't why he was worshiping God. It, it, it was why he was trying to find some peanut butter to go with that jelly sandwich. <laughs> On a Tuesday when there's nothing else in the house to eat and you're a little disgusted, you know, and, or you just woke up in the morning, stubbed your toe, you hadn't woke up yet, you ain't had your third cup of Folgers coffee, you know, whatever, and just all of a sudden, suddenly. Amen. And then we just begin to acknowledge God for the good things, the little things, and the big things. He's doing all kinds of things. She had come in there last night and she said, uh, she said, didn't we receive our federal stimulus? I said, oh, yeah, a long time ago. She said, well, didn't, didn't we receive the refund from the federal? I said, yeah. She says, well, I don't know what this is. She's on my phone. It's from the IRS. It says pending. And that's what she means. It'll be credited tomorrow or Monday or, you know, Tuesday or whatever. Uh, Three hundred something dollars. She said, what would that be? I said, I don't know. And I'm not asking. I said, now the state still owes me about $1,100, but they don't have to pay you until they get money. Now, if you owe them money, they're going to penalize you every day past the day it was due. But if they owe you money, we'll get to you when we get around to you. Hallelujah. I bless you, state, the state of Alabama. But anyway, <laughs> it's just kind of funny how the system works, right? We owe you, we'll get with you. You owe us, we come see you. <laughs> and I thought, well, I, I don't know why I would have $300-something coming from the, from the IRS. Hmm? How many think I should just receive it and just be? Y'all are so smart. <laughs> so I, I'm just saying, get ready for the suddenlies. And really what I'm saying is, get ready if you're not already to expect. Miracles happen because there is a preparation for miracles and preparation for miracles is expectation. It is the breeding ground for the miraculous. I'm, I'm expecting to be healed. I'm, I, I'm expecting to be healed. And, and, and I, I know a lot of folks who was healed and I, I said, what was the only, I said, was you surprised? And some said, well, I was just, no. I was, some said, I was just a little surprised it took as long as it did. But I was listening to a testimony last night, and, and, and um, it was someone who had cancer. And the uh, doctor couldn't do anything for him, nothing. And so they just they turned off all the reports. They turned off this. They, they, they would not let things come into their ears, their eyes, whatever. They, they, they knew the natural side, but would give it no place. And they just submerged themselves in the Word of God. Amen. And they were dealing with all kind of pain and chronic pain and all kind of thing. And the doctor says, you're, you're, there's no way out and you're, you, know, you, you need to do this and that, but it's probably not going to do any good. And so they just tuned it all out. And it, and, and it was two years, but in two years, every cancer cell was dead and was gone and everything was gone. Amen. Every, everything was gone. Amen. 
So what I'm saying to you is <clears throat> that's available to you. Amen. Why? Because you say, well, I'm, I'm dealing with pain. Well, you say, well, I, I'm dealing with credit card debt. Okay. Well, are you, are you a sower? Yes. Are, are, are you a tither? Yes. Do you come to church and not tithe? Because if you do, that's like going to sit down at a restaurant where they feed you and you leave nothing. So Bob Newhart would say, stop it. <laughs> well, I send my tithe somewhere else. Well, you, well, then you need to go over there where they're feeding you. All right. I mean, don't call me to do the funeral. Well, I send mine to Creflo. Well, call him when you need to marry your kids or, or marry someone. But that won't be his call, right? No, we, 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 we give to where we're being fed. That's the way it works. So the kingdom of God operates as if a man would sow seed into the ground. So he, he hears the word and receives it. His faith is an action. And I'm getting ready to bring you up. Their faith, they, they hear a word, they get a prophetic word, they hear it, they receive it. And all of a sudden their faith gets an action. And when their faith gets an action, everything in the angelic room just goes to work. Angels get... The, they're moving around, people are going places, and God's stirring all kind of pieces together because someone finally just got in faith. And that, that's really all there is to it. Amen. I, I have laid hands on people, and, and sometimes it would be minutes. I had laid hands on a person one time, and, uh, and they had cancer. They was, I think, a stage four cancer. I laid hands on them, and I spoke the word, and I said, In the name of Jesus, I, I curse every cancer cell in your body, and I command from this moment forward, you die. I give you no life. I cut you off from your life source. You are dead, and the life of God is, <clears throat> I said, the life of God, and the, and the life is going into every cell of your body, creating new cells, and you have new life, and you live and not die. And the next morning, they did another, she asked for another x-ray, or went through the, whatever the test is, and they couldn't find one trace of cancer in her, her body anywhere. Now, now what happened? There was a heavenly transaction that took place. Amen. Faith is the currency that we spend. Faith is our currency. Well, if you have nothing stored up, and then the attack comes, what you going to spend? Hmm? If you have... Glory, Copeland said it this way. It said that your future is stored up in your heart by faith. So how can you spend in the day of adversity if you, if you sow nothing when that day comes? It's hard to build your life in a storm when, when you're in trouble. You, you, you need to get on this side. I tell people that and they'll say amen, but I'm just, a lot of folks don't do it. But if you would just have just a regular time of just reading certain scriptures, when, when the enemy is going to attack you, he's going to attack you most in your marriage, your finances and in your body, most of the time it's going to be in those areas. That covers a lot of life. So if you would just spend time in the Word, when the problem comes, you won't go searching the Scripture. It'll already be in you. And when you get to the place where you're just convinced and, and the enemy comes, you say, ah. Now, I don't know what you're going to think about this, but I'm going to say it. So when you, when you get, I'm going to say it. You may not like it, but here it is. When the attack comes, you don't even need to pray about it. You don't need to pray about your finances when you get to this place. You don't need to do anything. You just say, ah, I'm healed. 
Yeah, but it looks like, ah, don't go by that. But when you talk about how weak you are and how sick you are and how tired you are, whatever. I mean, faith is a fight. Hmm? Some of y'all know about fighting. Have you ever had to fight a good fight of faith? I call it a good fight of faith. I have. Amen. And there were days I felt like I was losing and lost ground. Don't, don't base anything on your best day or your worst day. Just base it all on the Word of God. Because when you think you're taking 14 steps backwards, that means absolutely nothing. I thought last week, because Sunday's the first day of the week, I thought last week it, the sun was never going to come back. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I want to sing John Denver if I could sing Sunshine on My Shoulders. You know, this, this, <laughs> I had in the rain. So, are you in faith? Amen. Are you ready to receive this morning? Amen. We got a testimony. Christian's going to come up and give a testimony. So this testimony is actually from one of our online viewers. So good morning, Wes. Um, his name is Wes Jarvis. He's, he lives pretty close to Huntsville. And he's been watching. He's a friend of mine and Elliot's. And he's been watching for, what, a couple months now, two, three, maybe more than that months now. So he's with us every Sunday. He's excited about the word. And I don't know if you remember, but last Sunday, towards the end of the service, Pastor had a word of knowledge. And he looked in the camera, and it was for Wes about a job. Um, he said that something would open up. He has been uh, looking for a job, trying to find somewhere. He got laid off when COVID hit last year, and everybody was closing down, laying off. So he's been at home uh, with his son, keeping him, you know, so they put him in daycare. His wife works. So he's been looking for something, um, putting in applications, this and that, you know, something's got to give some, somewhere. And so um, he had a word for him last Sunday that something would, something would open up this past week. And so he let us know Thursday that he had a call from a job. So we were talking about it this morning, and he's, he wanted to say, ever since last Sunday's word, I have had four jobs reach out. And then not only that, I was talking to him yesterday, and he said, well, he, so he's got an interview lined up now. And he said, well, now the daycares are full, you know, like the kind that you'd want to put your kid in because, you, you know, there are other kinds that you don't want to put your kid in. <laughs> he says, everywhere's full. They had a nanny at one time that kept him, that they really liked her, but she's not a, she quit doing that. She was in school. So he told me this morning, he said, he said, uh, well, good news, our, our nanny isn't at the school, and she's wanting to go back to keeping kids. <laughs> and I said, well, praise God. That's no coincidence. So he said, ever since last Sunday, I've had four jobs reach out, got a nanny lined up, and he said there's restoration in our marriage happening and just all, all kind of awesome stuff. So we're excited with you, Wes. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, what you were just saying about taking the word as medicine and healing, he was talking last night about having some, he's having some kidney issues, gallbladder, liver, just don't really know exactly what's causing it. But right now, all of us together as a church family, we declare you healed and whole in the name of Jesus. Every organ in your body has to function perfectly like it was designed to in Jesus' name. So, more testimonies. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, Amen. 
Give me a high five, Wes. Yay. Ooh, that was a burner. Why rejoice of that? I tell you, God is so good. He's absolutely good. Y'all, y'all hungry this morning? Praise the Lord. Romans 12. Romans, the book of... In the 12th chapter. And in a few minutes, we're going to... If the internet is friendly to us, we want to show the progress of what has happened in Africa up to this point. And uh, we're going to need about 10 minutes to do that. So we're going to go just a few minutes this morning and then give you... Uh, further updating on the progress there. Romans chapter 12. And Paul said, by the Holy Spirit, he said, I beseech you, verse 1, brethren, therefore by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Your what? Your body. Your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, side thought. First, one reason why, there's no reason for me to live in sickness or pain because my body is supposed to be presented to him as a living sacrifice, not as a sick, diseased one. Now, yeah, I'm getting to verse two, but I just thought we ought to mention that verse one. I say, here, Lord, here's a stage four, you know, like this and diabetes and, you know, uh, depression and all these things. And here it is. The, the wreck that it is, I'm going to present to you as a living sacrifice. It won't do much for me. Maybe it'll be do, do something for you. No, 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 no. And then someone said, well, you know, sometimes the Lord gets glory, you know, and he allows the sickness to come or brings it so that he can heal us and get the glory. Hogwash. I wanted to make sure I said that in a nice, in a nice way. And what I was thinking, hogwash. No, no one in the military in any armed forces gets glory from any of their service personnel who loses wars. And we certainly don't give God glory by being sick. Hmm? People say, well, I learned something. Well, you, you could have learned it before you're sick. You can pass the test. Anybody can pass the test. Anybody can. We're all different places, but anybody can pass this test in life. You know why? It's an open book test. It's open book test. You can open it and, there's not, and you're not cheating and get the answers out. Now, he says, so we are supposed to operate in this place where we, get, we uh, present our body to God, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto, him, unto God, which is your, it's a reasonable service. It's not a reasonable, unreasonable, it's very reasonable. Then he tells us, do not be conformed to this world, but be you, what? Transformed. How? By the renewing of the mind. I always say not the removing of the mind, but the <laughs> renewing of the mind. Why? That you may prove that which is good and acceptable. And lastly, when, you get, when the mind's renewed, you can come into the very perfect will of God. God has a perfect will for each and every one of us. Amen. A perfect will. And I, I might be wrong about what I'm saying, side thought, because I've, I've heard people say, well, God has a, at least three wills for your life, a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I, I, 
I tend to disagree with it, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. I think God has a will for your life and a plan for your life. And I think people <clears throat> cash in and buy in wherever they want to. And God just has to accommodate that. He's not going to force you to do anything. But, but God doesn't have three places that you can get in and say, you know, if you want to just, you know, live the low life, you can come in on the good. But if you want to come on the high life, you know, you can come into the, the, the perfect will of God. No, your, your, your life in Him is amazing. It's exceedingly abundantly above all that you ever asked or thought. And I, I've been around some of you guys and, and, and see how you think and you talk, and I think, wow. And, and, and sometimes you, you talk about things. I said, man, I just never even thought along those terms, ever, ever. You know, and sometimes that's your craft and that's what you're doing. I mean, like I had a problem in the house this week and I was asking Tabitha about Scott doing something. And I thought, well, I could, I could just use a subfloor and it could do, you know, and then I could fix the problem that I'm having, you know, where there's some places I want to cover up. And, you know, that's, that made sense to me. It just made sense to me. And Scott kind of looked at it and he says, well, what you trying to do? And I said, well, you know, this floor is not coming up to the wall. And there's a crack there. You know, a little crack, and he's, you know, maybe if we could put down the subfloor, he says, You want to just try baseboard? And I thought, <laughs> Well, duh, <laughs> of course. Let's see, but that'd be cheaper too. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> well, so there's always someone who can bring us to, to, to a higher place. That's why we need one another. That's why I need you. That's why I. Because you have amazing gifts that God placed in you, but don't let them just lay there dormant. No, oh, I'm telling you, we, we, we need you. you got the, man, you got the juice. You got the sauce. You, you, you have the good things in you. But, you know, some things when you're cooking, I mean, they're just not that good until you get them all stirred up. And I don't know about you. Some of you don't like leftovers. But they're, I mean, how many of y'all agree that there's some meals that they're better the next day? than they were the day before when it was all had time to sit and, you know, in the refrigerator. To, to, me, to me, spaghetti's been one of those. I don't know about y'all. Y'all may not like it over there. So if I didn't like uh, spaghetti at Olive Garden on Tuesday, I went back and it was better on Wednesday. <laughs> but anyway, no, but, but just is. And so we put all this together, and that's what happens when a church and the church comes into unity, that, that you have all the people coming together with, with, with the gifts flowing. And if the pastor, uh, boy, I'm getting away off my subject, if the pastor's not full of himself and, he, and, he's not, and, if, and if he's not insecure, that he can allow the people in the pulpit and not be afraid of them or afraid of how people are going to look at him or his poor self-image to allow the gift in them to operate. I know in every church there's always at least one spirit. The enemy comes, it's called the takeover spirit. But I, I, I've become well accustomed to the takeover spirit, so I, I know what to do when it happens. I just behead it. And you say, well, where's so-and-so? They're gone. Praise the Lord. So if I get a takeover spirit, we know what to do with that. But we're never going to come to the, you're never going to get where you're supposed to go in life, in the will of God, by yourself, of yourself. No one here has got... No one here has accomplished what you have accomplished in life without help. Many people contributed into my life, into the ministry, to even get to a fraction of what I've been able to see and do. I, I have a debt of gratitude. There's no way I can pay it. No way I can pay it. So I just, I just kind of what you might call pay it forward. Amen. And, and so we, we were talking before we came online that sometimes... Some people, because they, they, they're, they're, they become, Hebrews said, they become weary and well-doing. 
It's not what they're doing is wrong. They just become a little bit tired and their faith needs to be energized. I've been that way plenty of times. I've been around people sometimes where I've just been, uh, can I be honest just with you? I'm always pretty transparent, but I'm just a little bit weary. Y'all y'all never been weary? Four of you? Well, and, and, and then I'll just get around someone. It's not like I'm getting testimony like, Eric's weary. I, I'm just, you know, I'm just living and I'm moving in a direction, but I, I don't even realize how weary I've become. And I'll get around someone else, you know, who's just, who their faith is just soaring at that time and just being around them in that atmosphere. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I, I come around and, and I'm thinking, that's right. That's absolutely right. That is absolutely right. So while I was painting this week, I listened to one Mark Hankins CD, I guess 30 times. That's good. And the 30th time I said, how did they keep remaking this CD? Because he, every time I've listened to it, it's something different. You know, I'm just sitting there uh, in a room like this, and I said, and Mark will say something. I said, no, you didn't. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and, and it would just stir me, and I found out I could paint faster. <laughs> it didn't look as good when I painted faster. <laughs> I may get so good, I may get a job at Nathan's Paint Body. Bring, bring your car. I always want to try that. <laughs> I always want to try it. <laughs> <laughs> We're painted auburn colors, so don't turn out. It'll be all right anyway. No, it's getting <laughs> So, listen to this. So, we, he wants us to transform our thinking. Say it with me. Transform my thinking. That's, that's all we're doing here. That's the reason we come together. I mean, there are churches that all, that what they are is, is they're the social church. And that, that's good. It, it's good to have, it's good to have the relationships. But, but sometimes the church is nothing but social. But we didn't come here just to fellowship. That is very important. It's very important. But we come here to change our mind. When I repent, it means I change my mind. Not, oh God, I, I got caught. No, I, I changed my mind and repentance means... I'm going the other way. Huh? So you could be sitting in service and thinking, you know, I know this, but I'm going this direction. Well, repent and change your mind and go the other way. Why? Because that, that job offer is open for you. That daycare position is open for you. That marriage transformation is open for you. That, that health situation is, is for you. And it can change because we're in the time of suddenly. In Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Ghost came, he didn't come a little bit, by a little bit, by a little bit. It wasn't like he was sliding into home plate, you know, for the last 30 seconds. The Bible says they were waiting in the upper room, and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost came how? Suddenly. <laughs> Suddenly. You say, well, you don't know how far I've gone. It's too late. Well, you can't, when you get to heaven, Jairus will tell you about what's too late. He come, he, come, he come looking for Jesus to get help when his daughter was at the point of death. And they got sidetracked by the woman with the issue of blood, and that took a while. And the Bible says that he wanted to know for the woman issue of blood, you know, what's your testimony? And then she told it all. I mean, told it all. I've been in that service. But anyway, so they came from Jairus' house, and they said to her, or they said to Jesus, it, they, or, or they told the, um, Jairus, they said, just there's no need to trouble Jesus any further. He said, your daughter's dead. 
Well, that's where most people would have just, you know, cast their chips in right there. But, and, and Jairus probably would have done the same thing. But Jesus said, he said, uh-uh, only believe. Amen. But, but she's dead. He said, only believe. That, that was his two words. He said, as soon as, as soon as he heard the testimony that they told Jairus that don't trouble the master any longer, your daughter's dead, Jesus said, uh, hey, only believe, Jairus. Amen. Only believe what? Only believe what you told me when you came looking for me. Well, what did he tell Jesus when he came looking for him? If you will come to my house, because my daughter lies at the point of death, but if you'll come, she'll live. Amen. So what did Jesus say? Only believe that if I come to your house, she'll live. You Amen. say, but she died. Well, okay, we're in Alabama. Okay, she's Alabama dead. <laughs> you, can be, you can be Alabama dead, or Georgia dead, or Africa dead, or whatever. But, but, she, but she was alive in the spirit as far as he was concerned. Amen. All he had to do was get to the house. Amen. And that's what you have in you. Amen. If you know who you are. Yes, Amen. Did, did God put the glory in animals? No. no. Did the scripture say that God put the glory and the gifts only in the fivefold ministry? No. He said, believers will hand, lay hands on the sick. He said, believers will do what I did and more. What's my job? To equip the believer. To do what? To do the work. Amen. My job is to equip, help and see, to recognize the gift in you, to nurture that, and to disciple that so that you rise up and that, that you can become all that He's created you to be because, because the glory is in you. So every time when you're laying hands on the sick or you're speaking life, you are dispensing glory. In, in John 17, we've talked about a long time ago, but that word glory, if you look it up in the, in the, um, in the Greek, He says, the same glory that I, Father, that you gave me, I give them. That word glory also means the word reputation. He says, he said, when you gave me the, this glory, he said it produced a reputation. Now I'm going to give them the same glory and they'll have my reputation. Well, I'll go home and get excited by myself. Hallelujah. The, the, the reputation of Jesus. So when you get the reputation of Jesus, you're going to have a lot of people love you and some that's not. Amen. So... We want to transform our thinking. That's, that, 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 that's our main person. So the person who lives by faith never has to change his or her way of doing things. Amen. Think about that. The person who lives by faith never has to change their way of doing things. Amen. 2020 was a different year in the world that we've never saw before. But if the just live by faith, even though we might change our methods... We've never changed our decision. Plans change. Decisions don't. I said plans change, but decisions don't. So when you live by faith, you never have to change what you believe. Because you're living by the faith of God. And how can you, how can you, if you're living by the faith of God, how can you perfect on perfection? It's impossible. 
How can you come to a higher place if you're living by faith? So you're, 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 we're not doing that. Because we're, so, so we're living by faith. We're living according to the word. We're, we're, Jesus is the word. We're meditating in this word day and night. The book of Proverbs says the word itself will speak to you. Jesus said, if you abide in me, my words will. He said, if, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. It'd been, Brother Hagin, you say it this way. Wouldn't it be wonderful if he just said, when Brother Hagin said this, he said, wouldn't it be wonderful if Jesus had, had just said to Christians, if you abide in me? Because if you're in him, you are abiding in him. But he, he didn't say just that. He said, if you abide in me, John 15, 7, and if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. How many of you believe that? So two part, you abide in him, but his words have to abide in you. So when you get in trouble and you haven't been abiding in the word, you, you might be looking around for your little promise book to say, what does the word say here? Well, that, that's OK. But you want to be at the place to where you know what the word says. So you don't you don't say, what does the word say here? You say, this is what the word says. In other words, you say what the word says instead of asking the question, what does the word say? Why? Because you have been. You have been saturating yourself in that word. So, so, so when that attack comes, and, and, and I want you to understand this because this is human thinking that when people come for prayer sometimes because of the severity of the, of the report they got from the doctor, whatever it is, and they say, well, it's stage four of this, and it's like this, and you got four days to live, whatever. It, it, it really doesn't change my prayer. I, I understand if, if they had a head cold, or they had sinuses, or you know they had they, they got into a little poison ivy, and that's aggravating to them, but it's not life threatening. But if they've been told they have you know two weeks to live, of course it's, it's serious in, in the physical sense, but to to God, you know, all sickness is death, in its embryonic state, all sickness is death. He said the Spirit gives life, right? He said those who walk in the Spirit, controlled by the Spirit, he said, and live by the Spirit, he said, what is the fruit of that? Life. Those who, he said, who walk in the Spirit, live in the Spirit, controlled by the Spirit, he said the fruit of that is life. He said those who walk in their senses, and they walk in, their, in the sense realm and, and their feelings and how their body feels and how their mind feels and how their emotions feel and how whatever feels. He said they walk in death. I don't like what I'm about to say no more than you're going to want to hear it. But anyone who died sick as a Christian and had to leave this world, <clears throat> they were carnal. Didn't think you'd like it. I don't like it either. That just means I, I got a higher level to go to. F.F. Bosworth didn't die sick. He was on the mission field, and the Lord said, go back to America. It's time for you to come home. And man, he saw a lot of stuff. Read his book, Christ the Healer, and get to the last, get to the last chapter, read the last few pages, and he comes home, and, his, and he told his wife, he said, it's time for me to go. He said, the Lord told me to come on home. He says, time to go. He said, my work's finished. He said, time to go. But he wasn't sick. And so, you know, just, you know, this is... I mean, to kind of narrate the story. So he, he just said he, he came home and his, his children came because they knew dad came home, but they didn't know what the Lord had told him. So he, he told his wife, he says, so I think I'll just go to my room and just lay on the bed and read the scripture. 
And uh, so they came and, and I said, is dad okay? She said, yeah, he's just getting ready to go home. She said, he is home. He said, no, home. She said, what's wrong with dad? Is he sick? He, is he sick? Because dad, 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 dad don't do sickness. He says, no, he's not sick. He's just going home. So they went and saw him. She said, what's, what's mama talking about? She, he says, well, I, I'm going home. The Lord said, I'm through. And if I want to come home, I can come home. F.F. Bosworth, Christ the Healer. You don't want to buy the book, you can go online and put Christ the Healer PDF and read it free. I can't do them for you than that. I, mean, I don't know how to help you. Bash that, I, I, got, you know, <laughs> I can't read it for you and, and transfer that to you. I don't know how to do that. I spent 20 years of ministry thinking I could do that. But anyway, so, I, 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 so he's laying in bed, and I said, well, Daddy, why are you in the bed? He said, well, I don't know when I'll take my last breath. He says, so... I just thought it'd be easier for y'all when I, when I leave that, you know, I don't, you know, if I fall down, y'all have to get me up out of the floor so I'd make it easy for y'all to lay on the bed. <laughs> and if I'm going to leave, I'll probably, my body will, you know, go lifeless. And he said, I just thought I'd help y'all lay in the bed. So he had friends come see him. He had friends calling him from all over the world and just, he was just telling them goodbye and, and stuff like that. And his, and, and his, um, his, um, his daughter-in-law came and took, you know, she was sitting with him and they were just singing gospel songs. His favorite gospel songs. Wow. And she said, she said, I, I fell asleep. And she said, when I woke up, I looked and she says, she called him dad. His name is Fred Bosworth. She said he had gone. She said he had the biggest smile on his face you ever saw in your entire life. Much glory. You know, even people, Dr. Ferris could tell you a lot about this because and, and I've never asked him about this, but he's been with a lot of people, you know, when they left and, and, and helped the, the patient and the families immeasurably, you know, and um, in home care like this. And, and so that uh, takes a, an individual, a special individual and the grace to do that. And, uh, uh, and if you didn't have that grace, you'd, you'd probably really be out of place trying to do that. I remember on this tape I was listening to this week with Mark Hankins, he said his grandmother was 96 years old and she had physical ailments. He said she had total dementia. And most times she didn't, oh, she didn't know who any of them was. And he was talking about, you know, not only, he said, not only do we live by faith, but we should also die by faith. He said, so I've been with people and I said, well, I've, Mark would say, I, I, he said, I, I, I've been with people and they said, well, I've lived my life. I'm ready to go, but I, I, don't, know how to, I don't know how to leave here. And he said, well, you want me to help you? I mean, Mark, he says, well, can you help me? He says, yeah. He says, you've been living by faith. Let's just die by faith. Well, then he went over the story about his, his, his grandmother in the nursing home. And he says, there she is. And she's just in the bed. And he says, and, you know, and she has dementia and all these problems. He said, and, and, and we just started singing the old rugged cross. And he says, and all of a sudden, he says, she doesn't know any of us. And, he, and we started singing, I'll fly away. Oh, glory. How many of y'all have made that song? I'll fly away. I'll fly away. And he uh, doesn't know who any of them is. And so after about, he said, we sang it about 15 times, you know. And he says, and all of a sudden she started singing. And she sang all stanzas of I'll fly away and sang it over and over again. A woman who has total dementia. And she starts singing, I'll fly away. Don't tell me your spirit has dementia. <laughs> and he said, and all of a sudden she's singing, and I fly away, oh glory. Sorry about that. And, 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 and you know what she did? 
Roxy flew away. <laughs> you can fly away singing, I'll fly away. <laughs> Imagine that. I'll fly away, oh glory. We're, oh glory. So you can go to glory. I mean, can't you see this getting into heaven saying, I'll fly away, oh glory. There, and there you are. You're, you're, you're in glory. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Y'all excited? All right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Suddenly's about to happen. Yes. Suddenly's about to take place. Hallelujah. Things that you <laughs> things that you forgot about. Thank you, Jesus. These notes are going to hold me back. Things that you forgot about. <laughs> things that you let go. Things that you was believing God for and you was actively, you know, whatever. But the time and seasons have gone by and you and, and you just forgot about it. It wearies you, and now you're just. Settling for something else because you're saying, you know, I've, I've been believing this and I've had that and I've had and they prayed for me and this one prayed for me and no, nothing seemed to happen. And, and, and now you don't even want to talk about it. But I'm telling you what, <clears throat> I'm going to aggravate you this morning on purpose. Lord. You're going to leave here mad, sad, glad, but, but you, you, are, you are not going to stay here. You are not leaving the way that you came. Amen. You may not like me again, <clears throat> but that's OK. But you're going to be in a different place this morning. Hallelujah. We talked about you having to, sometimes a pastor has to have the crowbar anointing because people are stuck. And they say they want help, but the nails in them is rusty. Hallelujah. And, I, and sometimes we have to get out the three in one in the WD-40. And sometimes that doesn't help. We get out a little 16-inch hammer in the 24, and that doesn't seem to happen. Then we have to have a crowbar. If they don't get them, we'll get a backhoe up in here. <laughs> Glory to God. Get a backhoe up here because the Holy Ghost is not, it doesn't know an answer. He, he is the answer. Amen. Amen. And, and we've got to watch even saying that when we say Jesus is the answer. Well, he, he is the answer, but let's go to the highest place. He's not the answer. He's Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Lord fixes everything. Yes, Lord. Yes. Say that with me. Yes, Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus. And Lord fixes everything. Lord fixes everything. Amen. So when He's Lord, then you come underneath His Lordship. Amen. Praise God. And so suddenlies are ready to take place, and there's going to be restoration where God doesn't just fix it and bring it back to its former state, but He's going to a true restoration, and God brings it back. Not just to the original, but he makes it better than it ever was. Amen. So God's going to fix some things in your life that looks like they've been permanently broken, that there's no way to fix. But it's, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm talking yeah. to someone. Glory. Man, I wish Dr. Dufresne said, I wish I had a friend in this place. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm t> <laughs> there's, some, there's some stirring going on. The angels. The angels are stirring the waters this morning, and sometimes all you got to do is just jump in and say, I don't know how it's going to happen. I've heard this before, and I haven't ever saw it like this, and people have been telling this for years and all this kind of stuff, and I don't know, but I'm telling you what, I, I, I'm just going to be one of them believers. I might be crazy, but I'm just going to jump in. I'm just going to believe God. I'm going to get happy about this. I'm going to cast my sorrows away. I'm going to put on the garment of praise, and I'm going to get off my garments of sorrow, and I'm going to get them off depression. I'm going to quit making excuses and all the reasons why I can't do this and can't do that, and my education and my lack of it, and I'm too young, and I'm too old, and I don't have a master's degree. Well, all I have is a Ph.D. Glory to God. <laughs> they gave, I studied so long, they gave me a Ph.D., I'm a certified post hole digger. 
I'm digging holes this morning. Praise God. Oh, put, right. Putting a post in it. So I can put a sign on it and the sign is going to say, Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Post hole digger air. Guess what I'm going to be. Hallelujah. Put oh, Jesus on there. Hey, you know, part, part of my anointing is not to be cultured. Have y'all figured that out yet? <laughs> I, I, I like being, boy, I, and here we are on talking to people. I believe I'm called at some point in my life, at some point in my life, I'm going to be a, a, a Holy Ghost arsonist. <laughs> Start fires. <laughs> burn things up on purpose. Uh, you know what an arsonist is? They, they go and burn things down. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the Lord has need of arsonists. That's what the, that, that's what the chaff is. He, the, the, uh, Have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Did you get the Holy Ghost and fire? And and I used to be a conjunction. Did you get the Holy Ghost and fire? Did you know depression can't live in fire? Did you know addiction can't live? In fire. Hallelujah. Did you know your unholy habits can't live in God. fire? God. God. Did you know sickness and disease? Someone, someone here this morning or someone watching, the Lord is, is, is healing your heart. Uh, sorry, I, that was wrong. He, he's not healing your heart. The Lord says, I give you a new heart. Hallelujah. Someone is receiving a brand new heart this morning. I don't know who that is, and we're talking to a lot of people right now, so I don't have to call your name. If you need anything about your heart fixed or the plumbing to the heart this morning, all you got to do is just say, I'll take that. That's my, because it has to be, it has to be received. So, so, so receive a brand new heart this morning in Jesus' name. I hear uh, concerning the, the kidneys, and I hear c concerning kidney stones. There's people. There's someone who suffered with kidney stones for 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 much of your life, and they've almost become the norm. But I'm telling you, suddenly, just suddenly, right now, suddenly, you're you're being healed of that, and them stones are being broken up and they're being dissolved. And you'll you'll never have you'll never have to ever pass a kidney stone the rest of your life. You'll never go through the pain, nor the intensity of that ever ever again in Jesus name. Someone, someone that either here or someone watching, you've lost all or some senses of your smell and you haven't been able to smell certain odors and, and uh, around you and, and, you're, and you're just used to that. But I'm telling you, the Lord gave you that sense and uh, so if you lost it, it's coming back, it's being restored right now in Jesus name. Some of you uh, have, uh, there's someone who has great artistic ability because of arthritis and other problems with nerves, you have not been able to pick up that brush and do what you used to do. And I'm telling you, today is a new day and you're going to pick up that brush again and you're going to paint for the glory of God things that you've never painted before because you have something on the inside of you, the canvas of your heart and your spirit that has never reached the canvas, the physical can uh, canvas. And the Lord is, is He's anointing you. And I'm telling you, the anointing is removing the burden and destroying the yoke. So that arthritis right now is, 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 is leaving your body. Right now, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're healed 
in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Some this morning you're getting healed in your, in your joint, at your joints, but specifically in, in the knee. In the knee or the knees. I don't, I don't know if it's a need for cartilage. I don't know if you have a torn meniscus. I don't know, know what it is. But all I know is this. All I know is this, that the God who said, let there be light, and it was, he can replace anything that he already created. Is anything too hard for God? And suddenly it happened. The Lord shut the door on the ark and suddenly it began to rain. The Holy Ghost spoke to a young girl, Mary, and said, you shall have child. And instantly, suddenly she conceived. Daniel was let down into the lion's den. They would have consumed him with the seconds, but suddenly the angel came down and protected him and shut their mouth. Amen. You are now living 2021. On this Amen. day of June, 2021, the 13th of June, you are now living in the day of suddenly taking place in your life. Amen. Others of you in this room are going to have some sudden breakthroughs in the, in the financial realm. And in, I don't know what it is, but some, somewhere in the August to the November, you're, 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 for some it's going to be promotions. Some of it is going to be a, maybe a business that you're going to start or you have started, but you're not in the black, you're in the red. And it looks like there's no way out of this, but I'm telling you, there's, there's going to be a sudden change and the favor of God's going to hit you. Let me tell you what the favor of God actually is. Favor is when you come into the presence of God and the presence of God is bigger than anything in your life. And, and when you're in the presence of God and the favor is on you, favor will do more for you in 20 seconds that you'll, and then you'll do 20 years in faith. Amen. <clears throat> Listen to me. Favor is awesome and favor is not fair. And we, that's why we want it. We want it. We want it. Favor's not fair. Thank God for faith. But, but I'm telling you, this, this is the season of, of, of great glory is, is what's happening. And what happens in the glory is things get excelled. Like, in other words, I, I stand by faith to believe that I receive. Good. We, we need to. We'll always do that. The just live that way. But in the glory realm, everything is excelled. Everything's increased. Uh, as an illustration, I think we've used this before. If you were to go to heaven right now and say you had a, you, you had a, f a physical ailment in your body, as soon as you went to heaven, would you have that problem anymore? You know, why? Because it can't exist in heaven. It can't exist in the glory. But we don't have to die to go to heaven to receive it. All we have to have is heaven on earth, and, and we can have that anytime we want to. The glory of God is to cover, the, and the knowledge of it and the, is to cover this land as the waters cover the sea. There's an atmosphere for the glory, which is His presence. Which is His presence. And you are His. He said there's only two things, that, only two things in your life that you're ever going to need. We'll close this morning. We're going to show a video from Africa. There's only two things, two things that you need to, to, to live and reign in life. And that is the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace. He said by these two things you shall reign on this life is if you have the gift of righteousness. And, and he said, well, do I have that? Well, I, are you born again? If you're not saved, ask Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of your life. And he'll come in, he'll save you. He'll remove that old man, that old nature, never existed before. And you'll become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things will pass away, all things will become new. And you will become the righteousness of God. Well, you say, what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying this. 
the, the righteousness with which he'll make you righteous will be his righteousness. Amen. And you are the righteousness of God. And then he said, then I'll give you the abundance of grace. He says, so that where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Amen. Where the attacks of life have come, he said, my grace will be so much more. What sin did to us and through us, the damage that sin did to us, the grace of God far exceeds anything the devil ever did to us, through us who sinned. Far above. Whew, glory to God. Hallelujah. Someone, someone is have, you, you have some nerve damage and you have different parts of your body, but you've lost some feeling or sometimes it tingles or it burns in different places of your body. That's leaving suddenly right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, that, that, that's over for you in Jesus' name. You shall return to your new norm in the name of Jesus. You're being restored right now in the name of Jesus. Just say, I receive my healing. I receive my miracle. Healing or creative. It's mine right now in Jesus' name. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Let's thank him just a moment. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <clears throat> the Lord appreciates when you're, when you're appreciative. Father, we bless you. We glorify and magnify you. You're so good. We give you all the glory and the honor and the praise. You're so good. We love you, praise you, and adore you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, uh, this will take us about 10 minutes. I want to give you an update of what's happening. I want to say hello to Pastor Sundegar in West, or Liberia, West Africa. And uh, those of us here are very familiar uh, with, with him and his ministry and what he's doing. And uh, for those who are watching and are not familiar, he's... We have uh, <clears throat> come to know him for a couple years or so now. And so we are <clears throat> building a church, planning a church, as it were, uh, in Liberia. And so he's, he will soon be pastoring, and he has a congregation. And he'll soon be pastoring and be his first pastor. And so the, the blessing of God uh, is there upon him. And the, uh, we have uh, sent the money to, uh, along with River Church, and the church is, is uh, in the process of being built. Um, it's taken a little bit longer, but when you build something, it usually takes longer than you thought it would. The guy who was building it, he had an accident, fell off a building, I don't think his, but a building, and has not been able to do the work yet, so Sundagar hired another man to finish the building. So uh, <clears throat> he, uh, the church, um, uh, and I'll show you a picture here in just a moment. So the church has a roof on it. And so while the uh, contractor who fell and hurt his head while he was sick, uh, there was nothing much Sundegar could do, so he built the church on his land. And so he had, a, he had enough place to build a, uh, what he calls a two-room house. That means two-bedroom. He, he had enough room to build a house. This is, the, you know, the, this is the land he would always build his house on. But he put the church on it, and so... He's living about a 20, 20, I don't know how far it is in kilometers, but it's 20, 25 minute ride from where he lives now to where he is. And that's inconvenient because he doesn't have an automobile. And so uh, he's building the house where he is. The plan was to build the church. But we, we, um, we were talking with him here a few weeks ago after the contractor got hurt. And he sent me some pictures and he was digging footings. 
And, he said, and I said, Sundergaard, what are you doing? He said, I'm digging footings for, for, my, for, my, for my new home. And I said, well, that's, that's great. I said, did someone bless you with money to build your home? He says, oh, no, Pastor West. He says, for years I've been buying blocks. Blocks is like a dollar a piece where he is. I've been buying blocks. And he says, then we've been trying to take some of the support you send us every month. And uh, what we, you know, what we're living on and, and we've been saving some of that. And he says, and we have $600. So while the carpenter or while the workman, he said, is sick, he said, we're digging footings. Of course, there's no backhoe, you understand. This is all shovels and, and concrete and they're mixing it all up in wheelbarrows and everything. And putting in, uh, so then, <clears throat> so I said, wow. And I said, why, why would you do something like that? And you, and you don't have, and I want to see what he said. I said, why, why, why would you spend $600 and, and build on to your building when you have no, no money to finish it? He said, well, you, you tell me that if you live by faith, he says, faith makes plans. He says, so I make one. <laughs> I make plans. <laughs> so he, he takes the $600 he has, you know, like he's going to build a house. And does. Well, I was just teaching this about faith a few weeks ago, and, and, and I wasn't raising money for anything. I wasn't asking for anything. And I just said, you know, faith makes plans. And I said, as, and I gave an example of what Sunday Gar was doing there. I just gave that example, and there was people listening online. And people began to give. There was a visitor here that, that was here this morning, has not been here before or since. And then we'd, when the offering was done next week, there was a check in the offering that said, I want, to, I want to help build this pastor a home. And there was, they put $1,000 in the offering. The next week, we received from the, to the ministry, uh, through our PayPal account, we received a $1,000 check, our first check to come internationally. So I, I don't want to mention the person's name. Uh, online publicly, but, but you know who you are, and thank you so much. And that was a breakthrough for us because we had never received an offering internationally from another country. And so I didn't even know this person had been watching, you know, the broadcast for quite some time. And she, she sent a check and she said, you know, sent, said, I saw the, this and I want to be a part of this. And they sent a thousand. And some of you have given, uh, and that, so, so we spent, we sent over, and then Michelle and I sowed some. Uh, and so we, we, saw, we sent $4,000, right? And with what he had, that's forty-five. To, to build the whole house is $9,050. The church is paid for, and half the house is built. So this week, he put a roof on the church, and he put a roof on the house. The house will need other things on the inside. He has everything for the church. So he's built as much of the house as he can. So $4,500 will will build the house and he'll be, because they're already in the wet season and there's a lot of rain. And where he is now, you know, he, the rain's in the streets, which means the rain is in his house with, with him, his wife, and his little girl. And so we want, we want to get him out of that house. So I'm not receiving an offering this morning in that sense. But, if, but if, if you have a heart to want to do something here, if God speaks to your heart, if you're listening, if you've never sowed a seed, I'm not asking for anything for Grace Life Church. But if you sow a seed, and if it comes to us by mail, uh, we, we received a letter this week from a man from Texas, and he, and he had heard us on, he was listening to us on SoundCloud and uh, contacted the ministry and sent a letter to me. It was a really nice letter. I appreciate your letter, sir, and uh, your heart to, to, to uh, trust us with that. 
And he, and he sent an offering uh, uh, through the mail. And he said, just use this however you want to. I said, well, it's, it's going to go to Africa. So there it is if you listen to that. Your, your seed is going into Africa. So we are, um, <clears throat> I, I was going through my phone, and they got it up there. I was going through my phone last night um, on my Facebook, on my messenger, of where I've just been talking with Sunday Gar. What do you call that, a thread? And uh, there's two times he's lost his account, right, Michelle? So this is like his third time. And so th this was from this is from yesterday. You know, I was looking at pictures and where we talked and where we discussed things, and I discussed scriptures with him and teach and preach and pictures, and he tells shows me what he's doing and sends me receipts and all that kind of stuff. So on my phone, from January to June, it took me 20 minutes to go through the the feed, just going like this. There were thousands and thousands and thousands, well, there were thousands, I would say. And then he had two, two messenger names before that. <laughs> so there's a lot of time here. It's, it's in our heart to want to get this man, this pastor, out of this house as fast as I can get him out of this house. And all I told the Lord was I asked the people to help with the church. I don't feel like I'm supposed to ask them to help um, I'm not asking you to do that, but I'm just. But, but we're speaking to people all over the world. Pastor Billings this morning said, "I want to help, and I will ask the people at River Church to help this morning, and let's get this house knocked out now." So I don't. He says, "So I will have a check to you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be with him this week." He says, "I will have a check to you on Monday," and he says, "And and, uh, and he says we, we we want to get this forty-five dollars knocked knock it in the head." How many of you ever saw a hundred-dollar bill before? You ever saw one? If we just had 45 of them, the man's got a house. <laughs> I mean, how many of you saw more than 100? <laughs> so if you ever saw two of them, if you ever saw 50, we had 90, the man has a house. How many think everybody ought to have, ought to, everyone ought to have their own home? How many think a pastor needs a home? How many think a pastor who doesn't have a car, whose home is away from his church, needs that? So I'm not... We, we've already received the offering here. If the Lord speaks to you, there's, there's envelopes out there. Or if you're, if you're watching us and you want to be a part of that. But I, I want to encourage you. If you, you say, I've never done anything like that before, well, today's the first time. And you might think that your gift is insignificant. But where Sunday Gar rents his home is $25 a month. And I'm going to show you a picture of where he lives, and I'm going to show you a picture of his new house in just, in just a second. And this is just the roof. This is just the block. It ain't painted. There's nothing on the inside. It's just the block and a roof on it, okay? Today. And he spent everything that we've sent him and everything that he had. So he rents a house for $25 a month, which is $5 a week, right? No? Yeah, 5 to, well, six fifty. For him to watch this service, he spends $4 to watch this service, and his rent was six fifty. And he watches this service, and he watches River Church's service, and then picks up on Wednesdays. Out of his, and they, they have, him and his, they have a little business where they sell milk um, for some more income other than that, than the offerings that we send him. So there's people are waiting for him to get this church up and going. These people have never seen a paid-for church, nor a paid-for house, nor has he ever seen one in his entire lifetime. So I'm telling you, we're doing something that has never happened before that out of a little place like Jemison, Alabama, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, 
that God has reached across an ocean and has changed the lives of the good people of Liberia, West Africa, and the gospel is about to be preached. I'm so excited for, for a, a young new man who's never pastored a church, who's always been actively involved helping his church, who stand in his pulpit, and it won't take him long to get there from the house. So uh, the video may not be of the best quality. They do apparently have chickens there. And, uh, and so he speaks English, but his English you know, will sound a little different than ours. So you may not catch every word, but I just want you to see what you have, what you have done and what you have sown and the generosity with what you gave it. And uh, I just want you to believe with me today, if you will, for the $4,500, and we'll finish this. In one year, we will have planted a church in Liberia, West Africa, and built a pastor home. God bless you. God bless you, sir. However, yes. Amen. No Amen. But we are out to what you just said. Yes. Whosoever. Yes. That gave you and destroyed him for to you. Yes. In return. Yes. They will be blessed more than. Amen. 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 More than what we expect. Amen. Yeah, Pastor Paul, be we. God bless you. You been along with me, and today I call you again to be part of this interview. This interview is very important. And we decide to do that to send to our sponsor, those that blessing all in Liberia. You have anything to say, great man? I got something to say. You are welcome, sir. God bless you, sir. We thank God so much. Amen. We can make it in life. We can make it, yeah. God bless you, sir. And they will make it too. Amen. 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 But we are not expecting any kind of maximum thing. And I is a brother. My brother. I want for God to bless him. Amen. Where they take our package from? Amen. God's blessing. Amen. And you also you. Yes. You are being eating your cobo in the corner with the money. Amen. Yeah. And you get a maximum wealth. Yes. Yes. So yes. God will appreciate you too. Amen. Now we admire the building. Yes, we got building now. We got building. Yeah, we got building. We got church. So how many building? It's a fifty-year guarantee. Amen. 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 Even Amen. the plain men are here. Yes. They will put on a building. Amen. Oh, man. God bless you, sir. Amen. God bless him. Amen. Amen. This is something we got here. Well, I bless God for this wonderful day. We bless God for those that empower us to have a building. Mm -hmm. Where God knows the reason. <laughs> and he bless people for reason. Mm -hmm. So we happy in the nation concerned about Grace Life International to be built in Liberia. Mm -hmm. And people are waiting. We got more people calling me. Joe, what going on? Joe, you wasting time? But well, I told them that everything is in the hand of God. Mm -hmm. So we bless God for Pastor Evil White, mm -hmm. Michelle Franklin, okay, Frankie. Pastor Michael Biller. Yes. All other people that getting this opportunity to us, mm -hmm. they God empower them, they God bless their home, they God bless their children. We pray that one day they will see the nation. Thank you. God bless everybody in Jesus' name. Yeah, but David, I want to ask you a question. You're welcome, sir. How do you have connection with this great man of God then that do this such a thing in Liberia? Oh. Pastor, thank you very much. Yes. In 2017, mm -hmm. 
I decided to do a session how to be connected with people about grace or carry church. Yes. So I saw grace, hence of great ministry. So I tapped to the knee. But God had a reason and he know how I got to that name. So or Mara Michelle, frankly, she responded to my text and we talk from one place to another, her conversation for good years. After that, she decided to introduce me to her pastor, Pastor Eric. Okay. And that year I got in connection with Eric, it was not easy. They had to respond to me. But still, every blessing day, I send message, speak. In 2020, which is last year, March, I got in connection with the pastor. But something I want to say. Mm -hmm. After the pastor told me concerning about having ministry on my own, mm -hmm. I told him, say no. Because I wanted to know what are the will of God? So we start talking for another place for another thing. And he told me that Joe, God will bless you, God will make your ministry to be built in that way. So that how he sent money for Grace Calvary Church mm -hmm. to do the renovation of Grace Calvary Church. I did it work. And after that, they were they were they were happy and Pastor Michael Bigger bought as upper for me. Hmm. And Pastor told me, say, more blessing will come. Okay. And I always watch Grace, Love, and River Church, Saturday, Wednesday, and Sunday. Mm -hmm. So, why you ask me, it's very important. Mm -hmm. I like a story for this. Okay. For our people, we can get them on the internet with just. Have something for ourselves. For ourselves. But God will work in my heart that whatsoever donation will come in the country, as we use it for the purpose. For the purpose. And I told you that they dream we will have school, we will have mission in that bureau through the power of God. Thank you very much. Yeah, I want to, I want to ask you again. This church, what is this ministry name in Liberia now? Grace Life International. Grace. Love International. Okay. Because we are only Grace Love Church in America. Okay. In partnership with the Sister Church, Raymond Church. Okay. So for that reason, we are international on Grace Love. Okay. So we say Grace Love International. Right. And we got document to put to place and we're trying to prepare everything. Or on Wednesday, uh, I prepared an official email for the church. Okay. And I told the pastor. So after the building, we have something to do. Okay. You have any question to ask me concerning about the remaining job? Yeah, the remaining job, I see the flow, I see the, the window and the doors in with name. How will we get this now? Because oh, I need to start serving now. Yeah, thank you very much. Yes. You know, a good to be bold to somebody. Yeah. Tell the truth, and then God will empower yeah. your idea. Yeah. 
after I met the pastor and we start talking about how to build a church, mm-hmm. I told him that we can build a church with one with ten thousand five hundred. Yeah. Because I wanted to build a church. So the pastor agreed. And he sent the founders. Now we're working with our shortest. We found out what because we have the faith that God will bless us. So the two major things I see on the building is the slime glass and the ceiling and other thing. And the door. The door. But God will bless us. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. Say, I want to ask you again. Do you have any of. We have some pictures here so you can see. Are we still on Facebook? Okay. Let's keep it going. So that's the roof that went up this week, and that's the church going up. Yeah. It's a new carpenter. That's, no, I want that at the end. A Sunday guard's home. That's where we live now. So this is the church. We got roof going up. This is what you do. The house adjoins the back of it. That's still the church. There's his home. Church again. There's the so the church is the largest in the front, and that's his house comes out the very back of it on the property. Ladders on his church. Yeah. So it'll all get painted, and isn't that pretty? Gonna be a new. There'll be a porch coming up there. There's the zinc. <laughs> yeah, I've never zinced anything. There you go. There's his house. Yeah. So uh, let's show his house. Then there's where he lives. And it's in his new house. Anyway, so anyway, and then the picture, and there's Sundegar. That's Sundegar and his wife Evelyn. There's their daughter. If you will leave that picture up there just a moment. So we just want to pray for them. So we're very happy to be in partnership. Very happy to be in partnership with Grace Life Church here in America along with River Church to be in partnership with Grace Life International which we believe will change the world and not just Liberia but the country. So we're just going to stretch our here we're going to stretch our hands toward Pastor Sunday Gar, his wife Evelyn and his sweet little daughter Tamara and we're just going to speak the blessings of God upon them. I mean there's harvesting angels right now. And uh, there's angels who do nothing but bring in the financial seeds. And uh, so it's in our heart right now, Father. We just, we just bless Pastor Sundagar, his family, in the name of Jesus. 
We thank you for the, for the goodness of God. We thank you for the seed that we were, you so graciously bestowed upon us that we could sow this seed into the harvest. And Father, we could sow into this young man and, this, and his wife, Father God, that is a blessing and will continue to be a blessing to the people in Liberia who will preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and will set the captives free. We thank you, Father God, for the continued support, and we ask you, Father God, that we believe right now we receive the $4,500 to finish this entire project for the year for the building and for the home. And we give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name for all that you've done and all that you will continue to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we bless you today in the name of Jesus, and we're going to say goodbye to those on Facebook, and, we, and we're <clears throat> thrilled to be speaking to you and be part of your lives and uh, the wonderful testimony th this morning that Wes had, and we're believing greater things will happen for you, sir, and for your family, for others, those of you who are listening at another time on audio. Everything that happens here, there's no distance or time in the Spirit. God is moving. Suddenly, are taking place. Get excited. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, we're dismissed, but I'm just going to tell you this. So if you ever want to go with me to Africa over here, and we're going to plan a trip. Uh, but before I go, I'm going to take a, a, um, a, a language course in English. Because <laughs> I'll just be honest with you, I don't know most of what he's just said. <laughs> so this is why we text. <laughs> and then I have enough trouble with just the texting, yes. This Wednesday. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, our Wednesday service uh, this Wednesday and next Sunday, uh, Pastor Bill will be preaching for us this, this, this come Sunday on Father's Day. So look, really looking forward. He'll have a good word. And, uh, and of course, I'll, and I'll be here, but he'll, he'll be ministering. So God bless you. Have a big day. Amen. Jesus is Lord.